and welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. Uh, my name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, signing schedule, all that good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. Uh, really excited to talk to Bill Reed today. He is the Vice President of Sales and Marketing over at Neuron Leaders. Uh, Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. So, Bill, I can see, I mean, you have a ton of experience. I'm excited to get into the uh, approach that you take towards leadership. I think it's very unique and fresh to at least my audience to what I've presented them in the past. So I'm excited to get into that. Um, but before we start with what you're doing with uh, Neuron Leaders, let's just start with uh, your background. How did you get started in business as an entrepreneur? Well, I decided early on that I probably was not going to be a basketball or NFL star in any way. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to choose a different path. And uh, I had always been attracted to leadership and to the leadership qualities uh, but, of course, early on, that was a difficult path because I didn't have a lot of skill set or experience in that area, and so I had to learn by trial. And one of the initial things that I took way back when was uh, Ken Blanchard's um, leadership training, and that set the stage for what later became my path toward that. Uh, but I learned a lot more about what that takes through the years up through technology, consulting with organizations, launching a couple of software companies myself. Uh, didn't hit any home runs, but we hit a single uh, and a double, and also moving into the consulting path and then into what I do today. So I know you're work, you work with leaders on on many different levels. Um, what would you get? What what like so? So there's some people that are you know graduating college. I told you I, may, I have a quite a bit of a younger audience on the pod overall. And um, you know if they're just getting into their first role, they don't obviously have a lot of experience. You know they're just getting their feet wet. What would be your advice to them in starting on their leadership path? I would say that what I learned was that leadership is an inside job. I think that's probably the most important thing, and I didn't know that early on. I read all the books, and I had some great mentors, but in most cases, everything was externally focused. What are my tactics and strategies and things I can do in order to be a great leader? And what I learned is that it really starts from the inside out, and that led me into the brain science behind that because it all starts in my brain as with everyone else, and that led me to the neuroscience side of it, which I found fascinating, and what I now understand in relation to how uh, what goes on inside our brains draws a direct line to how well we succeed as a leader. Um, I think that's a great transition. Let's talk more about what you're doing over at uh, Vice President of Sales and Marketing over at Neuron Leaders. Let, let, let's, let's stay on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Uh, well, what's interesting is that uh, there have been a number of studies done, um, in fact, uh, some books written on this, That one that spurred what's called conscious capitalism, and what we discovered across studies with literally hundreds of public companies is that those organizations that focus on passion and purpose are 11 times more profitable in Wall Street than those that don't. 
And when you dig into that deeper and you look at the neuroscience behind it, we're now discovering there are certain brain chemicals, neurotransmitters, and so on, oxytocin, for example, that can spur trust within an organization. And without trust, you can fail miserably. Uh, also with your customers. You know, if you can raise their oxytocin levels, they'll love your brand more almost as much as their dog. Okay. Um, and additionally, we find that when neurotransmitters are out of balance, norepinephrine, serotonin, and dopamine, and so on, acetylcholine, these things can cause a dramatic impact on your ability to lead, but also to have relationships in any way with anyone, which is a key to being a good leader. Let's talk a little bit more about because um, I'm a brain nerd, so I know I know what oxytocin is. I know I, I followed you exactly, but let's just take one step back and maybe explain how some of those things affect your brain, so that the audience that have that aren't brain nerds um, uh, get a little bit more out of this. <laughs> Understood. Um, well, it, it's actually fairly simple when you boil it down. You know, if you think in terms of um, whether or not you have a reaction to certain things. You know, some people, if they get stung by a bee, uh, they'll have a reaction that other people don't because we're all wired differently and our brains are no different. And what we've discovered is that what the ancients knew thousands of years ago was pretty accurate. You know, the Greeks had a lot of time on their hands. They didn't have HBO and Showtime, so they sat around and watched <laughs> each other in the stars. And they created what's called, or they proliferated, uh, what's called the Enneagram, which is nine types. Now, today it's been replaced, if you will, or supplemented with Myers-Briggs, OPQ32, et cetera, so personality profiling, but it's all observational. And what neuroscientists have found, certain ones, is that the brain chemicals and the neurotransmitters in our brain depending upon their set points or their levels, can impact our personalities. And it turns out that there are nine types, just like the Greeks proffered, and it's fairly close because norepinephrine in our brain causes us to react and act certain ways, and if our serotonin levels are a little bit lower, we'll be more reactive, uh, and so on. And that can be dramatically impacted by what we eat, how we exercise, if we drink too much coffee and our dopamine is supposed to be high, we can feel bad, you know, on and on. There's all these things that, that can cause some real serious issues in how we interact with the world. So um, what would be your, um, your thought process? You're working with a new organization. You're just starting coaching um, or coaching, um, coaching clients. How, how does that onboarding process look? Because I know there's some people listening to this and they're saying, you know, um, um, they've been maybe thinking about bringing somebody into their company. They know that they need to think about um, other ways to approach leadership, um, but they don't really know where to start. So what does that look like for that type of organization? Well, we know today that what we call wellness, uh, workplace or corporate wellness, is somewhere between 50 to $75 billion. It's a massive industry because this is a very difficult thing to solve. And in many cases, it starts with the sales team because that's the organization that can impact your revenue the most, and that's the one that actually interacts with your customers the most. So you darn sure want those folks to, 
to, to be on uh, great terms and firing on all eight cylinders and so on. And so what I found in being a CSO, CMO myself, but also a coach to those individuals in sales and marketing, is that I was spending half my time being a leadership coach. So I finally got certified as a leadership coach. And that made a huge difference because getting something done in an organization, especially when you're mid-sized to large, is hard. You've got all these disparate groups, and they get set in their ways, and they don't like to change. Even when change is dramatically needed, they don't like to make those changes. That's what leadership is about, is change management and also getting folks aligned to your passion and purpose and moving forward. And that takes leadership coaching, but it also takes a form of wellness, ensuring that those who you want to march toward your goal are also firing at their optimal uh, best. And that takes a bit of wellness, more than yoga and yogurt. Mm -hmm. uh, it takes helping them to understand what they may be doing in their diet, in their physical uh arena and, and on and on all these different things that can affect them supplements they're taking make a huge difference and so it's all of that it's all part of the coaching that we don't normally see in leadership coaching and that really i think is the differentiation no that's big and it, i mean it's just true when you think about the the full um the full lifestyle or an even life cycle of an employee and and it, it's bigger than just what they're doing at that moment in time they're in front of you obviously um, so what are some uh, trends that you're noticing um, in your industry now in the leadership field? Well, what I have been noticing is that we are starting to finally see that having this passion and purpose can mm -hmm. make a big difference in your organization. It's those companies that focus only on profit, and they're trimming here, trimming there, and they get a whip out, and they say, you know, you're going to do it or get fired – It'll work for a, a time, but it usually fails miserably <laughs> because people leave. They're just not going to stay in those types of environments. They're not going to be happy. Whereas if you can focus on what will move the dial, what will impact them, and look at it more from a leadership perspective, it can be miraculous. And I oftentimes call this sellness versus wellness. It's how do you not only inject some of the things we see on the wellness side of the fence, you know, nutrition and fitness and all these things, but how do you impact behavior? Because unless you can create habits, and this is where the neuroscience comes in, you've got a mm -hmm. neuroplasticity of the brain, right? So you've got to create mm -hmm. habits, and you've got to get people to want to create those habits. Nothing's going to change, at least not long term. So that's the key, and I often start with the sales and marketing team because that can can make the biggest difference. When you start seeing it happen on the street with customers and how you're getting revenue increase, then the rest of the organization can get excited about it, and you can take it to other departments. Yeah, that's great, and I, I love the fact that you brought neuroplasticity. That's probably my favorite word, and that is the single mo um, most interesting concept that completely changed my life. Uh, to the listeners, true story, 
so I was brought up, you know, in a different age when we were thought when neuro before neuroplasticity was really taught widely in school, and um, and it was a, and so we were taught that there were limitations. So if you weren't good at math, it's probably something you inherited, or your parents may not have been good at math, or you know something like that. When I learned about neuroplasticity, I, it was kind of like my eyes were open for the first time. The idea that my brain, my synapses um, are still forming and that I can learn different skills and that my limitations that I've had in the past um, aren't necessarily bound on me in the future. I'll use the example of math. I, I never really had really high grades in math, I thought, because my parents weren't good at math. I'm not picking on them. They just weren't. Um, in retrospect, um, it, it had nothing to do with my, my genetics or whether or not I was or wasn't good at it. It's because I didn't apply myself, number one. As an adult, I taught myself how to use a financial calculator, at least to the proficiency of passing the CFP exam. Um, and I think it took me over the course of a weekend, it took me 30 hours. And I learned and I learned that calculator frontwards and backwards, at least until the proficiency to, to pass that exam, which isn't necessarily the easiest. So these concepts you're talking about, near and dear to my heart, I love it. And um, Bill, I really appreciate you um, bringing them on to the show for the listeners and uh, those of you out there that know them, um, that don't know them, look further into this. And that those of you who have a need um, in your organization, um, definitely look up Bill. Bill, what's the best way for somebody to reach out to um, yourself or uh, your organization over at Neuron Leaders? Actually, quite simple. It's uh, Neuron Leaders, N-E-U-R-O-N, NeuronLeaders.com, NeuronLeaders.com. All right, Bill. Well, hey, I really appreciate you coming on the show um, and sharing your knowledge. Uh, to the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, um, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to uh, support our podcasters over on iTunes. Really appreciate it. And uh, Bill, thank you again for coming on the show.